0: What's going on? This is the panel's podcast episode, I do not know. Uh, Ladies and gents, welcome back. This is going to be the very first episode I don't use a digital comic book. It is physical, so if you hear the pages turning, which I know everybody's not used to because of all the digital shit nowadays, support your local comic book stores and fucking buy Actual pages, if you can. If you can't be like me and get the digital comics and then buy the comics when you can't afford them, <laughs> buy your favorite ones, of course. Um, so I thought today would be we would look into a special little comic of uh, of like the past couple three years, uh, four, I guess, four years now. Now it's 2024. Um, a couple years ago, the guys who made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles made a book called The Last Ronin. Now they're making a video game spinoff of it, uh, very similar to the gameplay of God of War I heard. And I, read, I picked up the comic as soon as I heard that because God of War is probably one of my favorite IPs. And I couldn't put the book down. Uh, I read it around this time last year. And I've probably read it about two other times. And this is honestly the comic book that made me sit down. I've always contemplated on writing, but like reading this book kind of made me be like, you know what? You can still make a a story that hasn't been done or exactly done that way. And you can still make a good comic book, even if it's not about heroes. It's just a graphic novel, you know? Um... And I wanted to kind of dive into The Last Ronin. Uh, there's five parts, so there's going to be five separate podcasts about it, um, all talking about, you know, I know it's a big volume graphic novel now. So we're going to be looking at each key individual issue. This will not be any different Um, all volumes like this or like actual stories that I talk about if there are multiple parts and I want to talk about all parts I will Um, you know it just might be here here and there um, because I do want to separate I want to separate like DC Marvel and like other comic-con stuff so we'll kind of see how I'm kind of just reading and then uh, reading, and then recording, and then I'm gonna put them out, how, like, in whatever order, I don't even know if the first episode I recorded, which I treated as my first episode, I don't know if that'll even be the first episode yet, so we'll see, um, so yeah, I'm going to cover the first issue of The Last Ronin, part one of five, um, so one thing I do want to say is that the you know the cover of the story at least the on the graphic novel that I have I believe it is the cover of the first one though um you know we have one turtle alive and he is sporting the samurai look the ronin look um as it's called the last ronin and it's got you know the red the red sun behind and everything uh the the really cool aspect to, of the last ronin to me is that they've all been trained with all types of their weapons they just chose their weapon and now the last the last turtle the last ronin is using at least one of each of his brothers weapons um one thing this comic does well uh is the the reveal of the turtle that's alive which I won't spoil until a little bit later in the video or the podcast um and just just the way they do they execute things in this book are top notch uh they do the the trope where um or the habit of but it's a, it's a good thing they did it this way um the, the very first issue is about the turtle planning on going out on his shield and he's planning on invading the bad guys' lair. Like it's straight off going right into combat as soon as the book starts almost. Like a couple pages in, he's already like, I'm gonna fart or i to f- fart I'm gonna fart on these guys. That's exactly what he's thinking after he eats his pizza. Um no, but he's sitting there and he you know the the cool thing to me about it is that they made the turtle have I wouldn't say necessarily a form of PTSD, but he is hallucinating. He's seeing the other turtles, his brothers. And because of that, he's kind of like losing his shit, but he's not. He's per- perfectly fine, um, fights well, and the the whole story of him is quite ima- quite good in the first issue. They execute everything well and um one of my favorite details about the about the book is they have so much detail going on but like they put the detail in the details that matter not everything has to be so detailed um like in the very beginning there's a shot of uh the turtle in the water and you know they're they're like claiming that the water's nasty and everything and all that really claims for is having brown water and some things in the water and they do it well and everything that's in the water is detailed quite well and the shadows in the water are done quite well but the water's just brown you know and it's very it's very bleak in the the air it's just you know pollution i'm assuming is what they're kind of going for um and then just uh you know the backgrounds is kind of what they, and I'm not judging them, but the backgrounds is kind of where they took their shortcuts on some of these. But then in some of in some of the other panels, the backgrounds are magnificent because it's showing the actual city, where the other ones are just showing a solid color or like a color that has uh, like has a couple of gradients to it or, um, you know, adapt and overcome. Da da da. But, yeah, so, like, the whole the whole beginning of the comic is my, uh, is, uh, the, you know, my favorite turtle, the turtle that lived, um, he basically has watched all of his brothers die, and obviously Splinter, and, um, now he's out for revenge, and the guy in charge is not Shredder, it is Shredder's grandson. Um, I got to find his name here. I know the last name is Hiroto. Hiroto. Not to be racist or anything. I do not mean to be racist. I just want to get the name right. Sorry. Um, so let me get the name as we still scroll through here. Um, so... Now, as we're getting here, um, still have nothing, still have nothing, I don't have anything yet, boy this sucks, (laughs) um, Sorry, I know I'm just just killing dead air, you know, just having a lot of dead air. Hiroto. Her- Hiroto something. Um but yeah, so we go through in this comic quite a bit of um desperation from the the turtle The turtle is desperate to get his revenge and he's just like, you know what? This is a suicide mission. I'm going all out. I don't care. He, you know, he finds where they're at. It's doesn't, it's not hard for him to find, uh, the, if if I remember correctly, the city is under martial law. So basically what we were going through during COVID, except a little bit more extreme, uh, and with like, with the riots up to like a 10, like basically Portland during, uh, COVID is what martial law is, which is basically what this is going through. So that's basically what martial law was. Um, but yeah, so basically the turtle, uh, I sound like I'm reading a children's book because I'm trying not to spoil who the turtle is. We're 10 minutes in, so I'm going to tell you who the turtle is. The turtle is Michelangelo. Mikey, Michelangelo, uh, is, which for me, the whole time I was reading this, I was 100% thinking it was Raphael because he was kind of getting snappy with the ghosts of him, his hallucinations. And I 100% thought it was Raph, and it wasn't. I was kind of shocked by that. It was Mikey. But it makes sense because Mikey, with being the least immature or the least mature one, he probably felt somewhat responsible. I can kind of see that. I can see that he, I'm assuming he's also the younger brother. uh it's why they treat him the way they do. He's kind of the baby of the family um but like you can see. One thing I really appreciate about this is that they they take their time and they show you how that they the, the detail in their age is insane, uh, the you know for a turtle he looked old, um, and they do April she's older now I think she's even missing like an arm, um, you know, they do uh not to give too much away of the whole comic, but they do April's kid, and, you know, April and Casey had a kid in this universe, and, um, yeah, it's, this is one of my favorite comics, like, this literally brought me into wanting to write, officially, and it just, it kind of just showed me my path, not, uh, obviously, the I'm not doing the exact same thing, but it kind of showed me the way of doing this, Um, and it kind of influenced this podcast, the way I wanted to go with it, how I wanted to talk mostly about comics to kind of keep the comic book energy alive, the, um, you know, keep it prominent in culture. Um, but all of the, it's very cyberpunk, uh, ish. I'm assuming they're trying to go somewhat into the future is where the setting is, um, you know, they're so much older now. That's what I was trying to get to. And uh, sorry if you can hear me itch. Um, you know, there's just... N- nothing's cooler than seeing a turtle on a mi- motorcycle. On a Mikey on a Mikey cycle. Michelangelo on a Mikey cycle. That's what I almost said. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot of combat in this because a lot of it is about Michelangelo trying to get his his... Um, his mojo back. He's like, you know what? I haven't been at it. You you're right here. I'm gonna try to sneak in and I'm gonna try to kill you, is basically what Michelangelo tried to do. And he snuck in as much as he could, and then he stole a motorcycle, and then he got kind of caught. Um, and then he went through his sewer, and when he came out through the sewer, they had alarms basically in that area around the sewer. Which is kind of funny. Because he makes a. Uh, he's like I don't recall a lot of manhole alarms. Back in the day. So new security. He's referencing security and the age. Um, And then. All, <laughs> this is where you meet. The fucking RoboCop. Uh, security guard. That is like. I don't know if it's part human. Or if it is just a robot. But it has like flesh. If they're getting to the point to where like robots have flesh. But he punches like the mask off. And he's got like half of a face underneath if I remember correctly. He calls them robo ninja cops. So yeah it looks like he has flesh underneath. Unless it's just an eye, a stray eye I'm seeing. But then he beheads him. What the hell is that a human inside that armor? Da 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 looks like some kind of cyborg. Uh, synthetic he so he's a synthetic ninja okay i knew that i just had to kind of re-bright myself into it unit 109 has been dis- disabled or d- disabled uh, i'm fucking disabled for saying it that way jesus um place is going to be crawling with those things soon okay so yeah this is where mikey is still just in his own uh, fighting ways. He's just fighting every fucking robot that's coming at him now that he set off all these alarms. They're all yelling halt. Suspect located at Residential Complex 661, so our residential complex is. They were, they're requesting air support for a residential complex, by the way. Um, proceed with caution. Uh, and then we start seeing Mikey's, uh, we start seeing into in his head again, and he's like, they're fast, packing more than swords, too. Close quarters combat is a mistake. I'll end up painting myself into a corner. So, yeah, this is when he's kind of, like, just bouncing off all over the walls like he's in Gears of War. Um, there's flying cars, so he's jumping. It's kind of like Star Wars Episode 2 and 3, maybe, where they're, like, switching between the flying cars um need to get to the upper levels faster he thinks uh d- 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 he's still getting chased by these RoboCops. and then he's you know this is actually a w- really well done scene uh you know this is like a four page uh a four page enactment of what's going on over here I guess I guess um so once he makes it, we cut to uh, the grandson of Shredder, and this is where it gets a little messy. O- Oroku Hirato is his name. That's his name. Um, so this is where we finally see him. He looks like he's probably in his like early thirties. Kind of gives me like a Metalocalypse look. Um, like he could uh, easily replace one of those guys. If he was around for those auditions. Um, and he is basically learning that there is an intruder. But he doesn't know what he is yet. If I remember correctly. He doesn't learn about 75% through uh, Mikey getting through this uh, situation. So he's officially in... but. I don't think he has any alarms. I think he lost them. Um, Now that he's officially in, uh, he's basically talking to himself again, talking to the other turtles, and they're basically saying, you rain out of Miracle Bros, and, uh, you know, basically trying to tell him how to, they're trying to help, offer help in this situation, and he's kind of just like shrugging them away. Um, and then he gets to a point to where he's, he's like, I need to get through the main door. Um, but before they know what's hit them, so he's kind of going in guns a blazing and he's going to just kind of go in, you know, what, what's the word called The going in loud. That's how he would, how you would describe it. So. He goes in, and then he gets... He experiences a different robot that he hasn't encountered yet. And, uh... Fucking has him by the throat almost immediately. But then it looks like he struggles. Which he does. Now that I remember... Now that I'm slowly remembering this. And then this is where he remembers... Or he tells himself he needs to be an elite ninja. Um and he's like these machines are fast, strong, but for all their fancy programming they lack sheer will. And this is where you see the sheer will that Michelangelo possesses from all the turtle soup that he's had and of of his brothers probably. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Calm down. Um but one of the coolest things is you see they did a really cool shot of him being like face me Hiroto And when he's like, uh, I'm here, your destiny's at hand. He's like, face me. When he does that, they make it to where you see all the wrinkles and the veins popping out of Mikey's face. And uh, that's when Hiroto calls him a blathering idiot. And he's like, you'd actually believe I'd soil my own hands with your filth? You know? Like he's a frog or something, treating him like that. Like he's gonna get all that goo. Um... And then this is when he's like, all right, I kind of need to just find my way out. So, because he's not there, obviously. So Mikey basically jumps out a window. Um, like he takes a couple of robots down with him. He jumps on them, stabs them. But then he falls. Big fucking fall, by the way. Um, he goes into the sewer. Uh, somebody follows him. And when you, uh, we kind of go back to seeing Hiroto for a second and there's a lady in a, kind of reminds me of the whole, uh, what's Mr. Freeze's wife's name? Starts with an N. Nov, Nova? I don't know. Nora. Nora. Uh, kind of like in a cryo chamber looking thing. Oh, it's his mom. Okay, so it's his mom. So it would be Shredder's daughter, and all of that. Um, so as we see him mourning his mother in the containment center, we see Michelangelo in the sewer, basically Batman mode where he's like, "I'm trying to heal myself. He's trying to patch his own wounds, but he's fucking hurt so bad. He's spitting up blood. Um, you know, he's hurting. He's hurting. This is where he looks at his hands and he's like, God, I'm so hurt. Oh, I need to heal. Da da da. And then he puts all of his weapons down. He's like, I miss my brothers. We were all so different. Uh, he's like, I miss my brothers. I miss my father, Splinter, and his brothers. Oh, I was sad. Um, So, this is where he's, like, just kind of feeling sad and upset. And then we kind of get a nice little... We get a moment where we see him basically die. It shows you, like, his life. It shows you his, uh, like, a bright light. And then him and his brothers. And then it shows you, like, a lifeline as you would see in a hospital. Um, and then you we also see... Uh, the girl that he he stole somebody's motorcycle earlier in the comic, I forgot to mention that. And in that motorcycle issue, issue, the person's bike he stole was the person that followed him, and it was April Jones's daughter. We found that out just now, um, because Michelangelo wakes up in a hospital bed, but not in a hospital. At April Jones' establishment. And that's where part one ends. To not go into too much detail towards the end. But April is reestablished with Michelangelo. And that is part one. <coughs> that This is officially the longest episode of the podcast now. So that is congratulations on my end. And I've recorded a lot today. So this will be the last one today. But we have a lot of progress i've made a lot i have to work on that's about it though if you liked it please like follow and um i'll see you around peace out